this is Don't Give Up Skeleton. Decided to become the hunter's apprentice She had promised skills and she displayed keen senses So she would walk away from her noble heritage Remembering Canehurst and the nightmare it is But just like a blade that's impaled through your gut All everyone cared about was the spilling of blood And it was all bloody beasts cleave clean to the trachea But the vilest monster of all was Durban's growing mania And it made her sick to her stomach completely Repulsed, and the blood on a blade on it hurt just like ghosts. And she could hear the pain as that blood echoed. Standing by a well, she held her sword and she let it go. She left the hunter's life, retired to the research hall, trying to help the patients and forget what she saw. But hunters kept looking for secrets that should be left alone. So she would protect the truth as a mean to atone. So she sits in a chair as the course remember pain. And anyone curious enough must be slain. Welcome to the Astral Clock Tower. It's her arena. Now embrace sweet death delivered by Lady Maria. Jesus, that track, right? Isn't it great? Uh, if you can't tell, this week's guest is Jake Lionheart. Jake is a indie rapper who does Overwatch, Dark Souls, and today his new Bloodborne rap album is out. You just heard the first track off of it, uh, probably one of my favorites. You're going to hear several more tracks during this episode because it's my podcast and I can do that if I want to. We talked to Jake about his journey through the Dark Souls games and his love for them. I think this is a great episode and you guys are going to dig it. So enjoy. So okay, let's let's start from the beginning because I, I met you on Twitter like a while back. I'm not even. Yeah. I think we were both just Chomp Chain fans. I think that's how we came to know each other on Twitter. Is that right? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, and then somehow we started talking because of Aesop Rock. Yeah, which I was like, this episode can really turn into uh, "Don't Give Up Hip Hop" really fast. <laughs> so because <laughs> we just always end up talking about mutual like artists we uh, enjoy. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like it's always fun to find somebody that. Um, there's another dude on Twitter, Nick, that likes like Cloud Dead and Dose One and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. god! Like finding another Dose One fan nowadays isn't <laughs> not, isn't really that hard because he's doing like video game music. But like, yeah, for a long time, like nobody knew who that dude was besides hardcore hip hop heads. So it was <laughs> it was hard to find people to bond with over you know yeah, yeah. Cloud Dead and then I'm themselves. like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like one of those dudes that remembers Dose from his battle days. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I remember when he was like talking crap about like, what was it peace and all that other stuff? He's like mm-hmm. everybody wants to rap like peace, and he starts rapping all fast and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, that was one. There's a video floating oh. around uh, out there with him uh, just totally fucking killing Eminem at a battle rap, like one of those uh, scribble jams. The scribble jams, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was my. See, this is already turning into Don't Give Up <laughs> yeah. This, this did not take long at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Scribble Jam was like my genesis of like hip hop. So like yeah. all those guys, Slug, at, yeah, Atmospheres, uh, Sage. Um, oddly enough, um, I'll talk about it later. But Et Moi, the Gascoigne song, was actually inspired by the two-time uh, Scribble Jam champion ADM, and like yeah. 
his music kind of totally changed that, but I guess we'll talk about it later. But, um, but just like Scribble Jam and like finding out, finding, um, I was real big into like these illegal FTP servers that had, that you could go download music <laughs> on and, uh, yeah. They would put together like these group of people. They, it was people that were just real passionate about music and that were sharing this stuff. And they would put together like um, compilation albums, like their own custom, what we would call a playlist today. But this was like yeah, 1996, yeah. so nobody so, really knew what the fuck that so was. So a real mixtape. Uh, it was an actual mixtape, but it was MP3s. <laughs> so uh, yeah, someone did something called the Hip Hop for the Advancement of Mankind, which had a like it wasn't. I know the Anacon album came out with that same name, but it wasn't that, which was the label sampler. But it was. Yeah. Um, it was just had all of this stuff like six, two and Aesop rock and just crazy people in it. That, that Buck 65 and those yeah. one in themselves. And I was just like, who the fuck are these people? Like, who are these people? <laughs> yeah. I've never heard this before. And I was so excited. Exactly. About it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we, we got to talking about that stuff. And then, um, I kind of said like, dude, we should get you on. Don't give up skeleton, but you hadn't really, you had just started playing dark souls. Right. So yeah, like, <laughs> it was a little too so, early back then. And even that, like, um, the reason I even got into Dark Souls was because of Dark Insight and actually this podcast. Um, I don't think I had any intentions of ever playing it. <laughs> and um, you got it was right before the Dark Souls three um, launch, and um, you guys are all hype and everything was. Let's talk about Dark Souls three, and I'm like, man, I'm like, I really want to listen to this podcast because I like you guys, but I'm like, I don't know what the heck is going on, and so. I was like, well, you know, I, I still had a 360. I hadn't upgraded um, to PlayStation 4 or anything yet. And so I was like, well, why don't I just, they're going to be all playing that, so I'll go through Dark Souls 1 as they're going through Dark Souls 3, and then I can slowly creep my way up the list and by that time get a PS4 and I can play the new stuff. And, um, yeah, and I guess that's how it started. So. <laughs> What were your uh, like? What kind of games were you playing around that time? Like, because uh, I know I know you're you're a big gamer when you're not rapping about games. You're actually playing games. Yeah. Um, um, so. What was I playing back then? I think at the time I was just stuck in on a uh, Metal Gear Solid, uh, the Phantom Pain, because um, I think that was like September 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds so right. I was yeah. just I was just playing that nonstop, and then um, that's kind of my thing, like third person games and stuff like that. So. Definitely a lot of that. I'm trying to think. I was also like catching up on back catalog stuff. So there's like DMC. Uh, I always wanted to play that because I like Ninja Theory. Um, man, I should have wrote notes because <laughs> 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 now it was just I just went into when I started playing Dark Souls. That's all I remember because I <laughs> it erased got, all video games from it, your mind. It really <laughs> did. I can't. I can't tell you because I remember being so frustrated at times and then so happy at times and then so terrified at times and i'm like and and it's actually even like um in all of some of the visuals because i'm like this is 360 and it looks better than some of like the ps4 games like it holds up really well and so i'm like um, yeah it's um the, the art style that goes makes takes it a long long way like just the aesthetic takes it pretty far yeah I think, because... and it's just everything about it is so incredible that you can be like in the undead berg and look down and see where you're supposed to go. And um, that, that to me was incredible, especially when I got there and then I look up, I'm like, holy crap, that's where I was at. And, <laughs> and so like, yeah, I think there, and then it's such, such an in-depth game. Mm-hmm. And I know I didn't, I barely even scratched this. I'm not even scratched the surface, more like I ricocheted off of it, <laughs> like a quarter off of like of Honda Civic or something. <laughs> it's just like, 
it's it's incredible game. And I on a, other than like because the only thing I really devoted time to was like Metal Gear. So I cannot tell you what I played. Like I can tell you now because I'm playing PlayStation Four, but. You know, talking about um, um, like looking down and seeing where you have to go and like seeing things in the future and everything. <clears throat> uh, I, I know other games do that, but for some reason, like for, in Dark Souls, especially Dark Souls One, uh, when you see those things, like when you see the Duke's archive way in the distance, and you see it in like mm-hmm. you know cutscenes and things, and you're like, oh, that's a weird, like, like that's a weird building over there, that's a weird tower, and then you actually go to there and realize where you are. And then, and then you get out and outside of Duke's archives and you look back on in Orlando, you're like, Holy shit. Like I came over yeah. here. And for exactly. some reason, like that, that's more, that, may, that means more to me than like a Skyrim where you're just literally like walking over like kind of boring grass and terrain. So, <laughs> Yeah. It's just, it's one of those, like, um, I don't even know how to describe it because it really is like it feels like you're in a relationship with this game because you have those moments where you're like I love them but they don't like they you know they they put their toothpaste from the middle of the tube or something like that you know like those little quirks and you're like but I still love them (laughs) it's super frustrating though like when you first start playing Dark Souls because it's um, like you you just like everything about that game is so different than other games it, oh yeah, and looking back now, it seems like you can you can kind of track exactly. But at the time, like picking up and trying to play it like it was a normal action game, it was just I just I had no idea what I was doing. Like, did you have those difficulties at, at all? Um, like trying to spam button presses and things. <laughs> this is like what's what's funny, and I think um, <clears throat> how like dumb I am, or if, I don't know. Let me tell you. So I'm playing this while you guys are getting ready for Dark Souls Three, and so I'm like. I know everybody says it's hard. Everybody says it's this. Everybody, you know, so I'm like, I'm going to be that guy that's just going to like kill it because I've been playing video games since like the, you know, first Super Mario on NES. So I'm like, you know what? I've played some fair share of hard games. I'm going to take care of this. And um, <laughs> yeah, and so I'm, I'm walking in and I'm like, okay, like, well, let's start off with the, the, your character creator. I spent like over an hour easily trying to make this cool guy. And then when I was finally done with his face, I'm like, well, let me pick my class. And, of course, I go with, like, the thief because he has a mask. I'm like, he looks like a ninja. So I'm like, why did I spend an hour on that? I should just pick my class. And then, yeah, you wake up in the in the cell, and then, like, you look like a sausage. And so I'm like, what the hell? Like, I spent, like, <laughs> you know, I spent, like, a day and a half making his face, and he looks like a dang, like, burnt pepperoni. Like, what's going on? <laughs> it's such, it's um, such a fuck you to the player. I love it so much. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> You wake up and you're like, on? wait, what, did I do something wrong? <laughs> did I, what exactly. That's exactly what I thought. And so I'm like, okay, well, I got my mask, so I don't have to see his scary face. Um, and then so what was it so i'm like reading all the little notes and like this is how you attack and blah 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 and so right before you get into your fight with the um what is it the i can't even remember what it's called the, the uh, you know, where you punch demon. down mm-hmm. thank you yeah i was gonna say the dungeon demon but dungeon doesn't sound right um you know how you go past that and there's that that hollow with the, like the knight armor right there mm-hmm. so i go over there and i'm like and he just got his back to me and i'm like i'm like I'm just going to go, like, you know, I'm going I'm to wreck this dude right now. I'm, like, I'm thinking I'm already, like, a Dark Souls pro. I walk up to him. He turns around, and instead of swinging, I drink an Estus because I start <laughs> spamming the X button. And I'm like, what is, why is he drinking the gin and the juice? I'm like, I want him at the tag. <laughs> totally forgetting that it was the triggers. And so I'm like, I just thought my dude, dude had, like, a gin and juice problem and was chugging Estus all the time. But, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, that was the worst, like, getting used to... The, the triggers as the 
as the attack because I'm like, every single time, I'm like, I'm going to wreck this dude. Nope, I'm going to drink some Estes instead. That's really but, funny. I can't tell you how many times I would mess up the controls. And it's bad because if you play a lot of games at the same time, uh, like trying to play different games while you kind of have been playing Dark Souls for a long time, mm-hmm. I just, I can't, like my, my, my fingers just don't work anymore. <laughs> Yeah, Going back and, and forth between think, Bloodborne and, and Dark Souls 1, especially because of the healing button. Like, I constantly try to two-hand my weapon in Bloodborne, and I end up just, like, continually healing myself over and over and over yes, again. Yes! That, that was another thing when, yeah, Bloodborne was constantly doing that or um, accidentally doing it where you get more bullets. Like, pushing those buttons and stuff, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> like, I don't want more bullets! Um, but, yeah, the other thing that was hard to get used to was, like, no pause button. Mm-hmm. Because I'm so used to, like, let me pause, and I can do this, I can run this, and come back. And then I would come back, and I'd be dead. And I'm like, what happened? I thought this was the pause <laughs> button. It's not a pause button. It's just a menu. Or doing that, and then, like, trying to back out really quick. And as you're backing out of your menu, you, like, roll off the side of a, of a building or a cliff or something like that. And you're like, I shouldn't have spammed the back button as fast as I did. Cause... Or trying to um, select or equip an item but using the movement. And so you're like, why isn't it selecting? And then you walk off a cliff or something. <laughs> so I'm like, thank you, Dark Souls. I love you. <laughs> Do you know the uh, uh, Rickert, the magic blacksmith right there on the way to New Orlando, like on the side of the cliff or whatever? Yeah. So I have a real bad habit of like, because, you know, the, the NPCs in Dark Souls, they always love to talk to you for way longer than you want to talk to them. And, mm. uh, so you kind of have to like <laughs> spam the B button on the 360 to get through their dialogue. Like, okay, 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 okay. But the B button is also backstep. And I cannot yep. tell you how many times I've been like, okay, Rickard, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Oh, God, I've just jumped off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's like 95% of my like Dark Souls experience is <laughs> spamming that button because I'm like, let's go. I don't want to hear you laugh for like 30 seconds. Come on, because everybody laughs. Yeah, everybody has to have the creepy, uh, I'm going to kill you later laugh in Dark Souls. Yeah, and that was just, especially with like the crestfallen warrior. I'm just like, he's the first person you talk to, and I'm like, yeah, this guy's totally going to murder me. Why is he laughing like that? Like, my my thought was he was the, the, the last bad guy. I was like, he's got to be the big boss just sitting here making fun of you. I'm like, especially with the way he's like laughing and like, go ring the bell. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's the dude. He's going to murder me. My favorite stories are the are the, are the people that um, talk to that guy and then instantly try to kill him, and then uh, they can't because they don't know how to play Dark Souls. So they respawn at the bonfire, which is right next to him, which he, where he's aggro. So they kill he kills him, and it just goes over and over and over again. Like oh, I've actually seen people post in threads and stuff. Like I, I I tried to kill the guy, and now I'm just dying over and over again. How do I get out of this? And everyone's just like start the game over, and they're like, "But it took me three hours to get here. Like it won't take you that long the second time. Just go." Yeah. Oh man, I can't remember who was the first NPC I hit. I do know um, my the saddest one was that I somehow got um, is it Sigmeier in this one? I always get them confused. Yeah, Sigmeier and Dark Souls One, and, Sig Ward, and then Sig Ward, and mm-hmm. okay, yeah, so Sigmeier, I was doing his quest or whatever, and then he ends up in like Firelink, and um, I had just got that like lava pyromancy, mm-hmm. and I'm running up to Firelink to like you know. Um, save or warp or something and um, I accidentally spam the, the pyromancy button and it just misses them and I'm like thank you god but then the lava creeps out and yep, the lava yep. like hits mm-hmm. his like pinky toe and he is so angry and then I like spent like a day and a half just trying to get enough souls to like 
hit up that penance guy so I can make him not angry anymore. Oh, my boy Oswald. Yeah, I love yeah. that dude. Easily my favorite just, character in Dark Souls 1 by, by like a I'm country like, mile. Yeah, it was just like such a grind, though, just to make him not mad at me. I'm like, <laughs> I can't have him mad at me. He's my onion bro. <laughs> When was it, like, how long did it take to kind of get your feet under you? Like, were you most of the way through the game before you were kind of starting to get the the rhythm of the combat, or did it come pretty quick? Um, I know I spent way too much time on the the Taurus demon. Um, Well, I think everybody spends too much time on the uh, Taurus demon. Mm -hmm. Um, Trying to think. It must have been that because I remember I didn't even know you could um, lock on to people. And I remember that was just like <laughs> such like an epiphany like, oh, my God, you can lock on to people. And um, what was the other one? I, it, it's it's so much it's funny, man. Like all the different things that it teaches you. Like you walk into that one area and the dragon just shoots fire at you. And you're like, oh, what yeah, the hell? Yeah. And I remember I was having, especially in the Undedberg, like it felt like I played for like – you know that moment when you get to a game and you feel like you're halfway through and you're like, okay, cool, I got like, this has to be the halfway point? Mm-hmm, Me mm-hmm. getting to the dragon felt like the halfway point. I'm like, this game is probably already over. I'm doing this great. Yeah. <laughs> I made it to the dragon. Um, and I remember <laughs> I remember just having such a hard time and I think I started posting stuff on Twitter and uh, Patty Stardust was like, look, I'm going to give you a tip, but just do this to help you get along. Don't don't get carried away, but he's like, if you shoot the dragon's tail, you get a pretty decent weapon, and it'll help you progress. But he's like, don't, don't let that turn into a crutch. And of course, it turned into a crutch. Like, of course, of course, it did. <laughs> yeah. So I'm walking around with his like dragon sword. Was it the dragon scale sword or something like that? Uh, Drake sword. Drake sword. Thank you. I'm, I should have refreshed myself on it because I'm just such on a bloodborne kick that I'm like, I'm gonna start calling everything by bloodborne weapons and stuff. But yeah, so I'm doing that, and actually, one of the first times you commented on one of my like silly like screenshots was I had just beat the gaping dragon, mm-hmm. and I had like you know I was doing the the thing with the emote with my sword up in the air, and you're like, yeah, dude, what are you still doing with that sword? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's your problem? And I'm like, but it's the dragon sword. And, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, no, stop, stop, Jake. And I'm like, oh man, I thought it was. Wow, cool. I'm such a dick on Twitter. I had no idea. <laughs> No, it was it was it was more out of like I think like a, a we lovingly on my podcast call you our Papa Smurf. I don't know yeah, if you got yeah. that. And I was it's a Papa Smurf mood. You're like, hey man, you're gonna hurt yourself. Like, put it down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get a better tool. <laughs> I wish. Um, speaking of your podcast, the uh, it's the Salt Report for those listeners out there that are curious, um, which we'll talk a bit a bit more at the end of the episode about. But uh, I really wish that you guys were doing that while you were playing Dark Souls, because I bet you there'd been a lot of good Dark Souls salt in the salt report. Oh, yeah. I think that's the funny thing about it. Because I'm just stuck in this endless, like, Bloodborne loop. Like, anytime I try to get into a new game for the for the salt report, like, I tried to play Prey, and I was like, hey, I'll talk about this. And the next thing I know, I'm like, hey, so I was playing I Can't Beat the Orphan of Cause, so let's talk about that <laughs> instead of Prey. <laughs> I think the last episode, we ended up calling it, like, the the Blood Watch Tensei, because all we talk about is Overwatch, Bloodborne, and Persona 5. So <laughs> <laughs> we're probably going to have to play some new video games or we're going to lose listeners really fast. But And at the... Uh... 
let's see at the time we were recording this um i just recorded yesterday with one of your co-hosts nikki um who's yeah. also been on the show everyone loves nikki um and she came on to dark insight and talked about overwatch and persona 5 so I'm like, okay yeah. nikki, you have to play something else like you yeah. have to you have to break out <laughs> that's yeah that's our life right now and that's pretty much mine is just like overwatch and bloodborne i just it's funny i can't stop playing it um i'm just enjoying it too much well, I want to talk a little bit about, because um, you were nice enough to kind of dedicate a song to this podcast um, called yeah. Don't Give Up Skeleton. And, um, but I want to talk about like kind of your, your music career in general, as well as how it relates to directly in Dark Souls. Like, I, I know you did a bunch of Overwatch, Overwatch raps and things mm-hmm. before doing Dark Souls stuff, but um, what, like, what, what about a video game inspires you to, to, to make a song about it? Because um, I know you don't do like I don't think you've made any Metal Gear raps, so I'm kind of curious. Like, is it just time, or <laughs> or is that on the docket? And I'm spoiling something. Or like, what, what's the ins- um, where does the inspiration come from? Well, um, I think I started rapping around like middle school. Mm-hmm. I'm just writing raps because it was you know I don't know. I think everybody's maybe supposed to be shy when you first start rapping or whatever, and maybe you start rapping for a friend or something like that. And um, the funny thing is like since we started with like scribble jam and talking about all that stuff, it was those guys that actually made me feel like, okay, I don't have to be a thug rapper. I can be myself, mm-hmm. you know, and <clears throat> guys like Sage Francis who, you know, very smart journalists, majors and stuff like that, speaking eloquently over like pretty raw instrumentals and stuff like that. I'm like, this is intelligent or like guys like slug who, pretty much just rap about their love life on every beat or, you know, stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Serious. His broken so, yeah. ass love life. I haven't listened to <laughs> yeah. the new atmosphere stuff, but like back in the day, man, it was just like, it was Lucy left nothing. me and I'm sad. The album. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, all this like sad, like, yeah. Um, and then, um, I was actually even thinking about this, like how nerdy, even though they're like these like really dope lyricists, like they're still nerdy. Like, um, Speaking of like Slug, how he has that song on um, God Loves Ugly, where he's hitting on this girl at the bar after a show, and you know one of his lines is like, "Oh, I naturally ask her if she has a captain," and she's like, um, "She's like a captain? You mean a man at home? No, I came to this bar alone." And I was just thinking like, that's such a cheesy line to say. I have, do you have a captain? Mm-hmm. And then like the whole how that song progresses. And you're thinking like, okay, I guess he's going to go have a one night stand. And then they die in a car crash at the end of the song. And so like, yeah, I know. Sorry for like an old atmosphere album yeah, from 1997. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was just like thinking like that is like really decent storytelling and it's kind of nerdy because you're thinking like any other rapper would be like, oh, he went and smashed and everything else. And, you know, talk about his sexual conquest and instead they die on the way. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, for, so from there and other underground stuff, that's when I started doing that. And, um, um, guys like Del the Funky Homo Sapien, like Deltron Thirty Thirty, is such a good album, but it's so freaking nerdy. Like it's an anime. It's it's Del in in the future driving around in a mech, and then he goes to intergalactic space battles. And um, man, the the battle rap stuff. We were listening to just the instrumental album of that yesterday um, while we were oh, cooking yeah. dinner, and um, it's it's one of those albums that. Uh, I, when I listen to like I just I can't especially like that first song I just can't stop myself from saying the words in my head like I've listened to it so much that even yeah. just listening to the instrumentals like I can't 
I listen to a lot of hip hop instrumental stuff when I'm working out because I like to like if I'm running or whatever like I like to read on the mm-hmm. treadmill and um, it's the same thing like if I'm, th- th- that track comes on I'm like no no I can't it distracts me from my reading because I'm just saying the words <laughs> in my head over and over again yeah and it's, it's like it's like the best sci-fi like concept rap album out there I know that's a weird thing to say yeah. but it's it, it is that it is so good it is the best yeah and then like even his references like on that same first song where he says I'm feeling like a ghost in a shell mm-hmm. which. You know, especially now after that whole Skojo movie that came out, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like really relevant. Like that line from like what ninety seven as well or something like that. Yeah, like late nineties. Um, it's crazy that that album. I mean, like, and yeah, this is really going to turn into a hip hop stuff. Thing, but, uh, yeah, like, we already did. <laughs> Dan the Automator and DJ Qbert and fucking Dell the Funky Homo Sapien all on, yeah. like, on, a, on a concept album together. Like that's just yeah. it was so mind blowing to even hear that, that that like wait these three people got together and did something amazing like this. What the right? hell? Yeah. And then I just recently found this out. I didn't know that Damon Alburn was the the intro voice. He's the like oh, Ass really? Man Five Thousand. Yeah, I didn't know oh, that until like wow. recently. And then I'm just like, this makes sense because they met during that time, mm-hmm. or at least he met Dell during that time, and because um, he was friends with Dan already. And that's pretty much how they formed the Gorillas because the first Gorillas album is pretty much just Deltron Thirty Thirty. Yeah, because. It has the same vibe to it, so I'm just like, oh, snap, like, Deltron 3030 is the birth of the gorillas. And so, um, yeah, so, like, listening to that stuff, then I'm like, well, I can. And so I started rapping. Um, My buddy, who was also a nerd, we would make beats, and he's actually DJ Crumbum, and he took his, like, name from um, a Simpsons episode (laughs) uh, where I guess Marge calls uh, somebody a Crumbum, and he thought it was hilarious, so he's like, oh, I'm going to be Crumbum. (laughs) <laughs> and like one of our first songs was like me literally rapping about an anime called um spiral okay and he, he i didn't i didn't have the guts to tell him like i'm technically rap like in the same way that i do these nerd raps now mm-hmm. i did it back then but i never said it was anime i kind of just do this weird like kind of mf doom flow where i'm just kind of rapping about a non-conceptual thing and I drop things like from the the anime, like oh the Blade Children and blah blah blah. So it just sounds like I'm saying cool words, but I'm actually rapping about this anime. I don't even think to this day I've told him. Um, I, might, I have to give him the link to this so he That's can find great. out. And then so when I send it to him, I didn't send um, I didn't send a title. Uh, I would just send it back to him as um, the name of the beat. And I think the beat was like Delta Thump or something like that. So he named it Delta Thump. And I'm like, okay. this is a really bad title for this song. This is about anime. <laughs> but people liked it. And this was on MySpace. So like we got, we actually got some buzz on MySpace for a minute. And, um, and that kind of like kicked it off. And I had actually hadn't rapped in a long time. And um, Joe from the Chomp Chain podcast, um, him and actually... Um, Dylan, they used to rap back in the day, and they were one of the episodes they were talking about it, and then they actually even posted a couple of their songs. And I'm like, these guys are actually really good. And so I'm like, I just wanted to do a collab with them. So I was like, oh, at the time, Overwatch was, I think it was maybe a month after Overwatch launched. Mm-hmm. And so I hadn't even played it yet, but I just wanted, I, I think I saw the uh, Shimada Brothers um, video. And so I was like, oh, he really likes Hanzo, so I'll do, let's, let's do a Genji Hanzo rap. And that way I can say I collabed with him. And then I think I posted that on Twitter, and then someone was like, do a Tracer rap. Do this rap. Do that rap. And I'm like, well, you guys are my friends. Cool. I'll do a rap just for you. Yeah. And then that just turned into, I think I got to McCree, and then Blizzard put me on their launch thingy for their Battle.net. So everybody on the internet that went to go play Overwatch saw my 
like half-assed <laughs> McCree song because I really have it was in the middle of the summer and I'm like one take raps I'm like I'm not doing I'm not finishing this I'm not polishing this it's too hot to be rapping in this room because <laughs> uh, you have to turn everything off because otherwise the fan and the air conditioning gets picked up on the recording yeah yeah because I've got like really low quality stuff and that's the one Blizzard decides to put on their launcher so um, of course that kind of blew up yeah of course yeah so that kind of blew up and then I was like well I guess I'll keep doing this and um, oddly enough, I was playing Dark Souls at that time and getting into the lore and getting into like how you have to kind of pick apart item descri- descriptions and watching videos and even almost like inferring, you know, I guess that's why it's a role-playing game. Like you kind of have to like, well, what do you want to put into this? That's what I love about it is like it's open-ended enough that you can be like, oh, okay, yes, Gwen did this. But then you can put in like, well, what if his motivations were this? Or even with the whole, like, Solaire thing. Is he Gwyn's son? Is he not Gwyn's son? Like, that was kind of the cool thing about Dark Souls 1. It was like, you can, however you feel about it, you can. I mean, now you can't because of Dark Souls 3. But at the time, like, playing Dark Souls 1, you're like, well, maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. Because that was on the fence. I was like, he's got to be. He talks about the sun so much. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he specifically says, magnificent, like, he talks about a dad. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, he's just, I'm like, okay, must be. Um so that actually helped me to break down the Overwatch characters. Like, I was able to use, I guess, the same um, mindset that you would go in with these item descriptions mm-hmm. to break down, like, these characters. Because I'm like, because most of them, like, the Overwatch characters are all, like, really sad. But you wouldn't know because they all look like Pixar characters. So um, it was really interesting how Dark Souls actually helped me do better at Overwatch songs. Yeah, And then so by that time, I think I was, um, I did Don't Give Up Skeleton, um, which is actually a, another Aesop Rock um, yep. mm-hmm. uh, reference. Um, joint, yeah. I think a lot of people were like, oh, I think he meant to say Skeleton. And I'm like, no, Skeleton. No, 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 it's called Skeleton. That's <laughs> yeah. what Aesop Rock said. Don't give up. Skeleton. <laughs> yeah, like a marathon. Yeah. Um, and I'll probably cut that in right here. Wake up in the undead asylum Locked in Oscar with the key through the ceiling Dropped in So I make my move through the undead hallways All of these undead They looking at me sideways I find a bonfire So I set it ablaze There's more than fire As I step into a haze I feel regenerated somehow And I'm wondering What is it I'm gonna do now I press forward through the grim prison I can hear someone in pain So I start to listen With a boulder through the wall A man fights death But Oscar chooses to speak to me with his last breath Gives me an Estes blast And confides in me I might be a chosen A dead on a journey I don't know what it means But I know he's sincere And it's with his help That's gotten me here So with a bow I accept his gifts He tells me to make sure That I keep my wits Where I'm headed to And what's up ahead There's so many possibilities For the sun dead Don't give up Skeleton Don't give up, it's a skeleton Don't give up, it's a skeleton Don't give up, skeleton Yeah, and so, um... Yeah, so I did that song and then I was like, well, like... I can maybe do, like, a little EP on my experiences, so... Um... I almost didn't because Gwen was... He was a problem, him and his like five homeboys 
waiting the, outside the club to beat beat you up before you even get to the club. I was just like, <laughs> I was so salty about that. I'm like, okay, the the first two guys I get, the guy on the like the beams, I'm like, that's just messed up. But then the two extra dudes right before you go down the stairs, I'm like, you can't let me Dark Souls. Why? Like why? Um, and then by the time I got to Gwen, I didn't even know how to parry. So I That's what, went exactly what I was about to ask, if, if you had yeah. been practicing that at all. Nope. It took me like two and a half days to finally beat Gwen because I had to learn how to parry. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was pretty bad. Like the dogs were away from me. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to be in the room. The wife was like, I'm going to go into the other room and lock you in this room. Uh, <laughs> it, was just, <laughs> it was like sailor talk as I was like <laughs> playing fighting Gwen. But um, yeah, so I got that far, and then um, I was like, I had already had a Don't Give Up Skeleton, and I was like, well, I'll do like a little EP kind of thing, mostly for you guys at the Dark Insight, because um, mm-hmm. I was like, you guys are probably the only ones that are going to listen to it, <laughs> so um, I kind of took more of the humorous, like, my experience, so actually, if you listen to it, um, it literally is my experience of playing the game, like, the first song is um, uh, Dark Souls fans are lunatics, Mm-hmm. And I legit go from um, the Undead Asylum to, I think, I stop at the Capra Demon. That or just right. past mm-hmm. the Capra Demon. Yeah. And, like, everything, like, when I talk about going through the five um, stages of grief fighting the Capra Demon, <laughs> I legit did. I legit was like, oh, no, this, this is okay. This is fine. I'm a pro gamer. I can do this. I'm not a pro gamer at all. I'm like, I can do this. To uh, bargaining, I'm like, please, doggies, no, like, dogs, why? To, like, just angry, like, <laughs> I'm so glad that day my wife wasn't home because I was legit, like, <laughs> yelling at the TV, like, this ain't even fun. Like, what's the point of this? Why am I doing this to myself? I could be learning a new language, not playing this stupid <laughs> game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I could be literally be myself. doing anything else. <laughs> yeah, I could be bettering the world. I could be something and um yeah until i finally beat him and then I'm, to this day capra demon is my favorite like i have total stockholm syndrome um he's my prince <laughs> so i love him so much i have that um that meme they made of him from uh, snatch where it's like do you like dags on my like phone dags. <laughs> yeah you like dags <laughs> so i've got that on my phone um i think the second song is um is uh, why is everybody laughing <laughs> and so just kind of commenting like why is everybody so damn creepy in this game like why does everybody laugh and that one's pretty much my adventures in the uh in blight town and um then the funny thing is like um beating the gapping dragon actually made me laugh i was so excited and i realized holy crap i'm a creep too yeah because i'm turning into these guys <laughs> like you know I mean? i'm turning into like this hollow guy that keeps dying and is fighting not turning into a hollow so now i'm laughing because I remember that fight, I was palm sweating. And I'm just like, and I, I even with Blood, uh, Bloodborne, I'm like, they're ones and zeros, they're ones and zeros, they're not real. This is not, you know, this is a video <laughs> game. But I was so, and then he like throws up. I'm like, oh God, it's throwing up. Ah! And freaking out. <laughs> but I remember just like when I beat that, I was just like, oh my God, like I'm the greatest gamer in the world. I beat the Gapping Dragon. And yeah, he wasn't even the tip of the iceberg as far as people in dark souls to beat but um, it's um what's what's remarkable to me and I've, I've been listening to hip-hop pretty much my entire life and you know for the last 15 or 20 years been listening to kind of like indie stuff right like uh what people used to call backpack rap which never really made a whole lot of sense yeah. to me um <laughs> but uh like it's 
listening to your stuff and it, it you do this with the Overwatch thing too, but I don't have as much of a connection to Overwatch as I do with Dark Souls, so it kind of it doesn't connect for me as much. But with the Dark Souls stuff, you, it, I, I just love the way that you tell the story within the within the song. And then also, oh, like, extract the humor. Like, you extract the things that we all love about Dark Souls. Like, that, that Stockholm Syndrome of, you know, <laughs> having to fight the Capra Demon for 45,000 yeah. times and then killing it, getting that sense of relief, and then going back and doing it again the first time on your next playthrough because you now, now you, know, you have the skills necessary to do that. And yeah. that really <laughs> comes through the songs. And, I mean, it, it's, just, it's just really, like, it, it makes it fun to listen to. Like, a lot of stuff when people rap about video games, it's more like, do you remember this? Do you remember that? Do yeah, you, and, and that's that's one of the hardest things for me now is that like I feel like I'm a weird limbo nerd rapper because mm-hmm. I actually I turn I feel like I turn the songs into songs like they feel like like if it was like um, Ghostface Killer talking about growing up in the hood I'm talking especially with a Bloodborne one um, I'm I'm talking about it like like at moi like I'm talking about it like this is a story like this happened. Um, where other people are like, you know, like they'll make just as much as I like Dan Bull, his Bloodborne rap is atrocious to me. Like one of his lines is like, "I rise like morning wood." I'm like yeah. that. That shit don't make no sense, dog. Like, why would you say that in a Bloodborne rap? Like, I mean, it just it totally misses. Like, it's it's just totally outside of the context of the yeah. game. And and and, it's, and, yeah. and that's that's the thing. Like, I I really enjoy Dan Bull, but I was just like, oh, dog, like you you messed up on that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so I sometimes find myself in this weird limbo because I'm I'm I feel like other nerd rappers have fun with it, and not that I'm not having fun, but um, I'm I'm analyzing it as though if like it was like a Deltron thirty thirty, like this is a concept album. It's not me talking about something I like. This is like I am the character, I'm the hunter, or I am the chosen undead. And so, well, with the Dark Souls one, is it is more funny, but. And more about my experience, so that one kind of is more nerd rappy. But um, but I mean, it's it's. I guess I'll save this for like the Bloodborne. (laughs) (laughs) It's still from the perspective of like the chosen undead, though. Like you're you're still kind of rapping about stuff within the game and what happens to you as a as a character in the game, not talking about playing a video game, which I think is where I where I lose. Yeah, I think most people like yeah, like especially with the Overwatch ones, it's mostly like making these like similes and quips and like one liners about like you know, their ults or like, Mm -hmm. you know, justice reigns from above and stuff like that. So I think that's why like my overwatch stuff is like doing okay, but not necessarily hitting with like the overwatch crowd because it's like, Oh no, he's actually talking about lore, which I think that's the cool (laughs) thing about like dark soul stuff. That's it's all lore. You know, we love that stuff. So I think maybe that's why my dark soul stuff is more fun to me. I don't know. You just need to start rapping about everybody's favorite ships, and that's going to put you to the top yeah. of the charts. Oh, I bet you it would. I bet you. Like you, I, you get a I you get a this... far mercy rap going, and I bet I bet people will <laughs> come out of the woodwork. Oh yeah, it'll be good. I had this like really like I had a remix to Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, but like with Tracer coming out, and okay. um, I don't think it was too risque. I asked one of my friends, and I was like, "Look, like." You're from the LGBT community. Do you think this is me as like a heterosexual man? Is this does this sound mocking or does this sound like okay? This is just a funny song. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, it's a funny song. But then the majority of my friends are like, no, you'll be crucified. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay, then I'm not I'm not gonna do it. But maybe one day, maybe this Christmas, I'll be brave enough to put it out there. But <laughs> um, and I bet you it would be probably the most successful song because apparently everybody loves parodies in the Overwatch community. So. 
Um, that's um, that's something that leaves me pretty cold with the Dark Souls community. And um, like I used to love the, the like the YouTube community that was around Dark Souls One, and there was some real funny stuff. But then it just kind of became. It's like the great memification of the internet over the last 10 years. Like everything uh, yeah, is a meme now yeah. and it's just kind of eye rolling. So like doing actual funny stuff is, is, is hard. Like it takes work to do. Yeah. And most people don't put that amount of work in. Like they just slap, you know, uh, you know, I mean like look at your average meme. Like the origin is basically putting impact font text onto an image and making a joke <laughs> about it. And that's what I feel like everybody is doing with these, yeah. with video game wrapping and with uh, YouTube videos on dark souls. Uh, yeah. Did you, you eventually finished dark souls, right? Yeah, um, yeah, like a three-day grind to do that. And then the thing that like killed me was like, I, I put this in in the the Dark Souls EP. Um, I really wanted to just wander the the rest of the place and and pick up stuff I didn't you know I I missed, which is what I'm doing at Bloodborne. Like I'm I still technically I know what happens because I mean spoilers on the internet, so I know how it ends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still haven't fought German. But, you know, I went and I'm like, I want to get all my umbilical cords. I want to go and get all my weapons. I want to get all the outfits because I'm that dude. Um, I want to fight all the side bosses. I want the full experience. So I wanted to do that with Dark Souls. And um, I didn't realize that you shouldn't go in and fight Gwen first. Because if you like the bonfire, you beat the game. And if you walk out, you beat the game. <laughs> and so I did that thing. And so I, when I put that in the, the last song on... Um, the EP where I'm like, New Game Plus? No. Finally, I got down on hallway of light to find out I still got five nights to fight. After hours of trying, I finally had him with one last plunge. I killed Gwen. The king is dead, long live the king. Raise up the Lord vessel, let Lordrin sing. The time of Gwen has come to its end. Bless the chosen undead with ash on his head. The king is dead, long live the king. Raise up the Lord vessel, let Lordrin sing. The time of Gwen has come to its end. Bless the chosen undead with ash on his head. I can't believe it. I, I did it. I beat, I beat the game. I beat Dark Souls. I'm good. I got good. I did it. Wait a minute. Why, why, am, I, why am I in the Undead Asylum? No. No. New Game Plus. What? No. 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 No, because I thought, like, you know, most other games where you beat the game, you can kind of wander around mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm like, no, like, I have to start all over. I didn't get everything. Like, this is sad. Like, yeah, so I was, like, super heartbroken that I didn't get to walk around, like, all high-level the god mode with everything i had already <laughs> so i'm like oh no and then like what is it new game plus it stacks up everything a little bit harder and then game plus two is a little bit harder and stuff like that so i'm like oh no <laughs> yeah but, i did the exact same thing i killed Gwen, and i was like okay well i don't want to light the bonfire because i'm pretty sure that will end the game so let me just like look around this arena and like okay well i'm gonna go out and like i you know, I, I think I skipped past a shiny. I'm going to go check out that shiny and then walked outside. And, like, all of a sudden, all these, like, giant lizard dudes were talking to me. And I was like, what the fuck did I do? How do I? Yeah. And then you just wake up in the asylum again. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'm definitely playing more of this. I <laughs> just kept going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my thing. But what I wanted to do was just try different things. So I think by the time I beat it, I was like, well, let me fully spoil it. Because I kind of went in blind. I didn't get any help on it. Plus, it's, like, on the 360 in, like, 2015. So... 
Um, yeah, 2015, <laughs> early 2016. So I'm like, I doubt there was anybody to help me anyways. You say Which, that, but uh, like I Yeah, I know. I, 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 I was I, watching I, you guys. Um, I was watching you and Patty yesterday, and Patty gets invaded by a random person <laughs> on Dick Week. And I'm like, what? I thought it was just you two guys playing Dark Souls. I didn't realize there's people still waiting to invade people. Um, when I was doing a little bit of a Soul Level 1 run, uh, or no, no, I was just doing just a, a new run, like a new strength build run, and uh, I like got into the Berg, and I'm guessing it's because they put it on the Xbox One, so it's backwards compatible with that now. Oh, okay. Uh, but there was like 10 signs out in front of the, uh, where you always summon for the Gargoyles, like outside with those three three hollows and uh yeah i was like oh, you've got to be fucking kidding and that got invaded like <laughs> someone was camping out to invade too like that game that's is still crazy. still has a draw for people it's amazing that's awesome okay yeah. cool i guess i should have like turned on online then because i was just like eh. and then um i guess i just thought it would be more fun just to try it you know do this on my own um and then, and then I didn't realize that you actually had to use hum- or how to use humanity until like halfway through the game. So um, I'm like, oh, I, I can actually summon Solaire and all these other people. <laughs> I think uh, after I beat it the first time, that's when I, I made like a pyromancy build. And I was like, oh, let me try, you know. I looked at it and they're like, oh, if you play as pyromancy, it's kind of easy mode. And then if you run through the, what's it called, and pick up the the... Zwellhander or whatever. I yep. can never pronounce it. Yeah, Zwellhander. Uh, I mean, I've heard like Zway. I've heard Zvay. Yeah, it like, <laughs> doesn't matter. I always yeah, say Zway at up. this point. So. Zway, okay, yeah. So you pick that up or you can go and kill the merchant in the Undead Berg and pick up his um, his sword, his katana. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm like, I'm just going to do like a like this like cheap mode <laughs> run of like a pyromancy, make it easy <laughs> mode. And then, yeah, that's when I, I used humanity the correct way. And I was like, holy crap, you can summon, like, two people to help you against the, uh, the Gaping Dragon. And um, getting to Anorlando was so easy. <laughs> and it got there so fast. And I'm like, this is bananas. How long it took me to get to Anorlando the first time and how fast I got there um, the second playthrough. Like, I honestly thought Anorlando was the end of the game when I got there. <laughs> Like, I was convinced. I'm like, this is the end of the game. Like, there's this cool cutscene. Those vampire bat dudes bring you here. Yeah, the, the, the Lord Duran Taxi Service. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, this is, the, this is the best part. I'm like, I'm done. This Look how beautiful this is. And then I'm like, I bet you I beat these two golden jerkweeds. And then I get to go into that one. The At the time, I didn't know it was a Duke's Archives because I'm like, I walked over there first. And, you know, it has that, like, barrier or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I bet you I beat these guys. I go into the barrier. And the game, I'm the champion. Everybody loves me, and I'm like, oh, this is this is the halfway point of the game. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> good to know now. But yeah, it's just so amazing how um, that first playthrough, like every corner, I had my shield up. I was terrified walking by, like friend or foe, and it's like everybody's a foe. Yeah, and, literally uh, everybody, even the people you think are friends, are probably yeah. still foes. And so I'm just like, hello. Like, <laughs> saying that to a video game was like, doesn't matter. No one's going to reply to you or they're going to murder you. And um, the second time, just walking through like you're a badass with like fire, throwing it at everybody. And um, yeah, even that is amazing. Just your second playthrough and how you feel as like a player and knowing this game. Like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So what made you go from Dark Souls 1 straight into Bloodborne? Like, did, was there a thought in your head about playing 2 or 3 or going to Demon Souls? Or? Um, I think it was just the convenience of it because I had just got 
PlayStation 4. And, um, <laughs> a month-long experience for you. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. Dear Lord. Well, yeah, what a... GameStop, I still hate you. Um, I don't know if they like listen to you or if they want to sponsor this podcast. So yeah, if and, and if they do, you, fuck sorry. off. I don't care. So. <laughs> okay, cool. We're on the same boat. Go to hell, GameStop. Um, so uh, yeah, so I had my PS4, and uh, because I was waiting for a month to get it, um, I, w- I think it was actually during um, uh, it was Black Friday, actually the Thanksgiving sale. Um, I forget why I ran to Walmart. Like, it was like, don't go to Walmart on Black Friday. So, But we had like an emergency. We had to go and, and get some stuff. And while I was there, I was looking at all that. I'm like, I'm just going to walk by the video games. And uh, sure enough, yeah, Bloodborne was 15 bucks. So I'm like, well, 15 bucks. Hmm, I got money to burn. So I grabbed it and <laughs> waited a month for my PlayStation 4. And that's when I finally got to play it. But um, yeah, my intentions were to just go one, two, three. Um, and then play Bloodborne or one, two, Bloodborne and three. But, um, yeah, I think just because everything took so long to get, I just jumped on Bloodborne. And what was that like playing that for the first time? Like did, did you go Uh, in kind of feeling cocky because you had just beat Dark Souls and one and you felt like you knew what you were doing? Um, not really because I learned from Dark Souls that, cause that's how I went into Dark Souls was thinking like, I'm a pro gamer. This is. This is going to be fun. I'm going to be like, I honestly thought I was going to be the dude that was like, huh, I handle this like, you know, like a pro. Like, oh, really? You had hard time with the Capra Demon? Beat him on my first try. I thought I was going to be that guy. And then let alone, here I am writing a song about how um, I love him because he murdered me so much. Like, he's my <laughs> Lady Maria um, to Nikki, you know, yeah, calling yeah. out Nikki. Yeah. So, um, no, I, I went in super like, I, I know you from soft. I know what you can do. <laughs> uh, and, um, but everything about it, like it, like I almost wish dark souls was as I guess streamlined as this. Cause everything's more simplified. You know what I mean? Like it's, um, here's your HP stat. Here's your, you know, your, um, stamina. Here's your skill. Here's your strength. Here's your arcane. Here's your blood tinge. Fill those up however you want. Uh, where with like Dark Souls, I'm like, I don't know where to upgrade. Should I do? I guess I'll do strength, but then it's like, you can't hold this weapon because you don't have dexterity. I'm like, oh crap. Or, you know, you have dexterity, but you don't have strength. And um, upgrading your weapons, like, I looked it up on the internet because I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I can, I can't. And there's like this flow chart for like how to like upgrade your weapons on like. Um, Dark Souls it's like if you want to do this and it's like it flows over to this side and then this side over here and I'm like this is like putting together a car engine I don't understand what's going on and, uh, have you seen the uh, have you seen the Demon Souls version of that guide oh god no I don't want to it's, it is it is significantly worse I'll, uh, I'll look it up and put it in the show notes and then send you a link but it's oh man because there's this weird thing in Demon Souls where you kind of like you would take a weapon a plus three and that's where you can ascend it along different paths, like a different kind of elemental yeah. damages. But if you take it to plus four, then you can't do it. It has to be plus three. Like, it's ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> see, yeah, and that confused the crap out of me. I'm like, I don't understand what I'm doing. And then you can use, like, the um, the boss souls, right? And so I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Like, you can use the butterfly soul to do this, and you can use... And so I'm like, okay. And so, But, like, with this, you just go to the workshop, put in some blood shards, boom, go. You know what I mean? 
uh, or use the the gems you pick up. Boom, go. I'm like, oh, this is easy. I get it. Cool. Um, I also like that you can be more aggressive. Um, not too aggressive, but more aggressive than I I played in Dark Souls. Oh my gosh, that looks like a chemistry. <laughs> I told you. Holy crap. <laughs> like, doesn't make an any atom? fucking sense at, at yeah. all. <laughs> so, like, here's the nucleus, here's the two protons and neutrons, and then, boom, fire sword. Um, but, uh, yeah, so with Bloodborne, it just, I don't know, it just felt streamlined and um, easier, although some of it was harder, some of it was creepier. Um, and I'm not a dude that likes the creepy stuff, so I'm surprised I enjoyed it so much but you're not much of a horror guy or like a love no not too? really no i have buddies that have a podcast called uh, nerds from the crypt mm-hmm. and they keep wanting to get me on because they know i don't like scary stuff <laughs> so they keep on like hey let's watch this movie and i'm like hell no i'm not watching that movie i might have nightmares <laughs> so like i think they they wanted me to be on so i watched that uh drew barrymore um the san clarita diet because i'm like she's a zombie oh, yeah. and they're like they're like, that's not scary. I'm like, but it's zombies, so you guys can talk about it. <laughs> I don't have to be scared. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know, dude. Everything about Bloodborne was just like, it felt like perfect for me. So I'm just like, oh, okay. I think that's why I clicked with it so so well. But, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, the you talk about being more aggressive. Like, it. by the time Bloodborne came along, I had kind of – stopped using a shield anyway so that wasn't really a big deal for me but definitely mm-hmm. um realizing that i needed to get up in people's faces and and attack them and that's how i'm going to use my my regain mechanic and everything took it was an adjustment for me and that's it took me a while to to really come to terms with it but man once i did now it's really hard to go back to dark souls like the only thing i think about when i'm playing <laughs> dark souls now is like why can't i just recover my hp by hitting these people yeah <laughs> by hitting people yeah and that's the way i was too like towards the end of dark souls i was just double handing my sword and um, not even, I don't even think I even equipped a sword like after, after Anilando. Um and so I think that's what I like. I I even liked using the axe the most because you could double hand that one too. Yeah. Um, as opposed to like yeah the the saw blade and I really like the cane whip, but man, it kind of sucks. Like, oh, dude, that way I love the cane whip. <laughs> that's my I jam. Like, I feel like I'm just bad at it. Like I love the aesthetic of it. I love that you feel like this dapper person with a cane and then turn it into a whip and kick some ass. But um, I was just really bad at it. So I'm like, ah, I'm going to go with the axe. And then I just did really good with the axe. So I stuck with that the whole game pretty much. I love the um, the tap when you turn the cane from the cane form back into the yes, into, into the cane, and he just favorite animations. Yeah, yeah, it's just so like it feels so cool to do it. Um, the, the The cane is relatively weak, but it's really really helpful. And, I, and the reason I, I switched to it the, for my first playthrough is uh, mm-hmm. well, I was an Ivy main in Soul Calibur, so that was the re- real reason. But, uh. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the once I actually started playing the game, like that whip form was just good for hitting and kind of stun locking multiple people at once. So oh, okay. that that first area in, in Yarnum where there's like four dudes that can chase after you yeah. at a given time. So, um, what like if you're not much of a horror guy, I'm that kind of surprises me a little bit. I think, I think I knew that, but it, it surprises me that it, you've bonded with Bloodborne so quickly, especially because you're, you've, you're going to release a full Bloodborne album. Like <laughs> yeah. what is it about? Like, like with dark souls, you just did like a little, you know, six track EP. That's not little, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. So what was like, what was the inspiration? Like, did you just really want to talk about these characters? Um, to be honest with you, it was going to be another like five, 
song thing with what I was honestly going to contact Cliff again to do an intro. So it technically would have been four songs with an intro of like Cliff telling me to get good and I suck and what, what the hell I should have learned from dark souls. Why am I playing Bloodborne? And, um, it wasn't until, cause I was pretty much, I think by the time I legit started writing, I was up to Murgo. Um, and so I, I already had like a selection of beats that I wanted to use and pretty much just like the the Dark Souls one, it was pretty much like boom bappy and and underground sample heavy or whatever. And um, I came across um, "Et Moi" by Nim. Um, that beat I was listening through a sampler. Um, I think it's called Secret Garden Two, which is really good, and I think it's free on Bandcamp. So I, I don't know what the name of the Bandcamp is, but I know if you like Google Bandcamp Secret Garden Two, you'll mm-hmm. get that. It'll come up on your Google. And um, I listen to it, and I'm like, dang, this beat is dope. And then that first um, hook hits, and I'm like, holy crap, this beat is dope. And then it goes into, like, the little, like, you know, where you could rap on it, which I'm, I know is not built for rapping. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the verse, the voice says, et moi, and then goes back into the, the, the instrumental, and then back into another, like, swelling instrumental, or hook, I should say. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I had it, like, because of hip-hop, I had a flashback to, um, have you ever listened to Glue, ADM, Mm -mm. and Maker? Um, ADM is one of my top five MCs. Um, Like I said, he's the dude that, like, won Scribble Jam twice. Um, uh, What was it? Hung out, you know, he's one of the, hangs out with Sage and Buck 65, part of the whole 1200 Hobos collaborate or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. so he's always been one of my favorites, and on, uh, and I guess just to put this out, Seconds Away, their, their first album, probably top five albums too, so anybody wants to check that out. But on their EP they did after that one, called The Sunset Lodge, there's this song called Morning Silence that fits the same formula of this like really beautiful instrumental with this really awesome sampled hook that um, their DJ like scratching on and stuff. And then um, the first verse is kind of like, okay, you're just rapping. But then the second verse is actually him talking about waking up next to, I guess, either his wife, lover, girlfriend, whatever, and that she has passed away in the bed. And then he has this line where he says, um, um, what was it, kind of like, God took her away but left my heart here to stay. And I just remember like hearing that, and then like right when it does that, it goes into this break where it sounds like angels singing and stuff like that. I was like, "Holy!" Like it gave me like chills the first time I heard it because like being a married man, I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like that would be horrible to wake up next to like if my wife passed away in her sleep. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then the third verse is all the lovely, funny, quirky things that he would do, like like talking about like when she wakes up, her hair is all messy and hangs to the right, and then like because he's writing. Um, raps in the middle of the night so he's like using a flashlight underneath the covers and then she like you know he's like the way he's laying he can't move so his like legs are going numb and um, all this like kind of cutesy quirky stuff and then you're like wait a minute she just died the verse before and that just always stuck with me and so listening to this beat I was like this is Father Gascoigne I'm like it's in French. His name is French. Um, sure. Then I looked, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, and here's the thing I went like I guess this is a Dark Souls fan in me. I went straight up, like, lore theory on this thing. I'm like, it's French. He's French. I looked up the name Gascoigne. The Gascoigne name comes from the area of France called 
Gascony or Gas, you know, so that's where it comes from or something like that. And I'm like, holy crap. And then I looked up the lyrics, and the lyrics are like that first when it first starts. Because mm-hmm. there's just like her singing. It says, being an angel, being a devil is just as unbearable. My heart is alienated. The music's always changing it with black and white notes. And I'm like, ah, what? She's talking about music. <laughs> and then one of the other ones says, um, I think from uh, uh, like the main chorus or whatever, it's like, these songs making my voice weep aren't mine. They revolve around an old forgotten love. And all the words expire because I want to tell you I'm left speechless. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is Father Gascoigne's song. <laughs> it's just like that favorite song I had of Glue. And, um, yeah, I think I was listening to it one time driving home, like, you know, blaring it loud in my car. And then that swelling chorus comes on. And it made me emotional thinking about this fake character who sincerely loves his wife, sincerely loves his daughters. And... um it's just driven by bloodlust that he needs this music to remind him who he is. And the one night of the hunt, his wife forgets the music box and he kills her without probably even realizing he just killed the love of his life. And so I was just like, damn, I can't just make a funny rap song about all of these songs. I have to take it serious. The Religious soul from a faraway land Earned the title father when he was a young man Moved to Yarnum where he first learned to see Fell in love with a girl when he heard her sing Came a hunter for the church His partner Heinrich taught him how to earn his worth But his mind was always on Viola Every single day He could always hear her say Gascoigne was the best on the hunt He even claimed the most kills every single month But if he would honestly be given a choice He'd choose Viola's voice And every night she sings away the blood Tell Gascon was starting to hurt But even with all the bloody burdens of the day He'd love to hear her say And though the hunt weighed heavy on his shoulders His love for her would never grow colder And one day the two would soon become four Which made every note that Viola sang soar Wow.
Being a hunter always takes his soul And poor Gascoigne would be an unfortunate soul Viola would look for him in the place of the dead He was unmoved when she said Seems he had finally lost the bloodlust But without a music box he didn't know who he once was When she called his name he looked away She knew so she didn't say And I think it took me like maybe a couple months to work on everything like most of the time, most of the songs I do, like if I'm doing an Overwatch song, most of the time it's 16 bars, and I can probably okay. kill 16 bars in like, well, like each verse is 16 bars, so I can kill probably 16 bars in like maybe like 40 minutes, like taking my time writing it. So usually in a couple of hours, I'm like, boom, the song is done. I don't rewrite any of it. Most of the time if I'm recording, maybe if I get tongue-tied or something like that, I'll switch some of the words and lyrics around. Mm-hmm. But I don't other I don't rework any of the songs because I'm kind of lazy, or um, I really like Sia. <laughs> yeah, it's like I remember she was like kind of like a, a guilty pleasure. But now I'm just like I don't care, man. Sia's badass. Like you can say what you want about Chandeliers because it's poppy and blew up. But Homegirl's a badass, especially from where she came. If you look up her story, she's a freaking badass. So I love her. And same thing. She was like, I write a song in 40 minutes, and it, and. Hit after hit. So I'm like, if Sia can do it, I'm a dude for the record. So, yeah. At least you didn't go Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne always says he doesn't oh write, anything, write anything yeah, down. Yeah, no, right? he, just, he just sips on that lean and then whatever comes out. But, uh, yeah, so um, I was just like, no, I have to take this serious. And so I, I would sit there for hours working on songs. And so I really put my heart into it. I really... In the same way, because I really like the way Don't Give Up Skeleton came out, where I'm literally narrating my character more than any of the other songs on that first EP. It's literally, like, serious. Like, this is what it feels like. I feel like I wa- like when I walk into a bonf- or, yeah, bonfire, like, it feels like walking into a haze, but it feels familiar. Or mm-hmm. um, meeting Oscar, and Oscar with his dying breath tells me I might be the chosen undead. So, like, there's weight to it where the other ones are funny. And so I'm like, I need to make it more like that. And so that's why, like, Welcome to Yarnum, the first track on there is, like, ridiculous amount of bars because I'm, like, I'm just narrating what it's like to walk through Yarnum for the first time. Although I try to do it with no weapons, that is hella hard to do. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. So the way I narrate it, I don't – if you can do that, then you're a better Bloodborne player than I am because I'm, like, I tried it and I'm, like, okay, this is not really realistic, but for the story, it works. Um Lobos did it. I think he's got a, like a oh, no really? weapons run. Like he, well, of course he's done it at like New Game Seven, like with no weapons throughout <laughs> the entire game, including the DLC. Like it's, wow. just, it's insan- insanity. Yeah, and so um, so there was that one, and then that's when I got to the Enwa song, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna scrap the silly intro. As much as I love having Cliff on it, and I love his voice as the narrator, mm-hmm. uh, the intro. I was like, no, I need to I need to take this serious. So redid the intro. Um, I think I the first set of seven songs kind of more fits the whole like me fighting Nurgle, uh, Murgo's wet nurse. Like that's like a first person. Like this is what it feels like to you know this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm thinking as I'm in the game. More storytelling than what actually happens in the game. Um, but then that's when I got into like the second half. Um, was where like okay, actually episode sixty nine with uh, Nice with Nikki and her friends. Mm-hmm. That actually helped me write a better Lady Maria song. Excellent. Um, okay. Like, even the whole thing, like, they were, like, talking, you know, like, first off, that whole shipping with German, ugh. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
uh, it, Coming it really, soon, by the way. Uh, I'm, yeah. I interviewed a, uh, an Italian woman who actually does ship German and Maria. No, uh, no. She okay, makes a, uh, <laughs> she she makes an argument back against it, and um, I think she she oh. did pretty well. She did pretty well. Like, a, it interesting. Wasn't yeah. It was. It's going to be an interesting thing. I'm, I'll be interested to hear you know Nikki's and Steph's reaction yeah. to that if they listen to it. So um, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, so I, I I was like, okay, so like you know they're like oh, I don't know, and so looking into like those item descriptions and like. You know, German's growing mania. So I made sure I'm like, I need to have that verse in there. So saying like how everybody's concerned with the blood that they're cutting beasts through their trachea. But the thing that was more horrifying is German's growing mania. And so I was like, oh, I need that in there. And um, so that actually helped me write a better Lady Maria song. And um, <laughs> drip drops. Well, well, I'm going to give you some props because. Uh you let me have some tracks early. Like you had like seven of them done that you let me have early. One yeah. of them was the Et Moi song. And uh, I immediately fell in love with it. Like when I finally sat down and like listened to the whole thing, like I was DMing you, it was like 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, he's probably asleep. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. like I'm just going to keep DMing you about it. Like it was great. Yeah. And then uh, in my car the next day, me and my wife were riding around. And I was like, dude, you got to listen to this thing for what that Jake did. And I played it for her uh, specifically at Moi, the Gascoigne song. And she, she yeah. kind of listened and, and she's a big hip hop head too. Like when I met her, she had, two 12 inch subwoofers in the back of her like jeep right <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. so, and um she was kind of nodding along to it and she's like this is really good and i was like right she goes the beat's really good but i feel like i can talk about this story now like i feel like now i know who that dude is in bloodborne so like that's probably oh, nice. yeah like I, I feel like the way that you tell the story is like you're actually telling the story that's in the game like you're not kind of making up around it and i think that kind of honors the game to a certain degree and it it comes across in the music like it's just really fucking good and why gives me chills like it's it's like nice. it's like oh shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. that's cool yeah it's kind of funny because i was playing some of the songs for my wife because usually i do the the bad speaker um test in the car so if it sounds mm-hmm. good on these speakers let's see what it sounds like in the car and um I think I was listening to either Drip Drop, Slip Slop, or, um, no, it was actually uh, Pray For Us, the Vicar Amelia song, and it was one of those, I, I kind of wasn't paying attention because we were driving, and then all of a sudden, I'm like listening to what I'm saying, like, you know, like her skin's tearing, and she's turning into this beast, and I look at my wife, and I'm like, she has absolutely no idea what the hell's happening in this song, <laughs> and so it actually made me feel like, oh, crap, can non-Bloodborne, if you've never played Bloodborne, can you listen to this and like it so i'm kind of curious to see if that'll happen or not um but yeah dude i'm like that's awesome i'm glad she liked it and i'm glad you liked it actually when i sent you and cliff the the songs i think you you're probably busy with work and podcasts and stuff so you hadn't got back to me and i was mm-hmm. like oh no i think they're being nice and they're telling me it sucks <laughs> because they haven't even emailed me like, hey, I got the email. Thanks, guy. So I'm like, oh, no. Like, it flopped. Oh, I'm they so sorry, man. No, no it's cool. No, it was when one you of those things DMing where I downloaded it. I was like, I'm definitely going to listen to this later. And then totally forgot about it until I saw you post about <laughs> it on Twitter again. And I was like, oh, I need to listen to this right now. And that's when I started DMing you about it. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Because when you DM me, I was all geeked out. I was all telling my wife. I'm like, they liked it. They liked it. She's like, <laughs> she's like, see, you're all worried about nothing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're always right. But yeah, I'm, not, I'm that dude that's like hypersensitive about putting music out because I'm like, Oh, nobody said anything. They don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So, so are you are you now done with Bloodborne altogether? Um. Yeah, it's all done. Fought German. Fought the Moon Presence. Turned into a. Slug. And you've played you've played Dark Souls three, right? No, I haven't. But I you haven't. Okay. <laughs> oddly enough, I was like, because I wasn't sure when I was going to get to it, so I watched the Game Grumps play it. <laughs> 
And mm-hmm. for the most part, they play the way I do, just doing dumb stuff over and over again until you beat it. Um, so I have seen Dark Souls 3. I'm eventually going to get it because um, they have, like, what, the Game of the Year edition with all the DLC come out. Yeah. Um, but there's other games I want to get to first, so I'll probably pick that up because I'm definitely going to need to play through it, even though I know people are kind of conflicted on it. But I feel like it'll it'll feel good to me because I'm coming off of Dark Souls 1 and not playing yeah. Dark Souls 2. So it'll feel like, hey, here's part two type of a thing. So, Well, we're, we're recording this right before E3, um, and um, FromSoft has not really announced anything. Like, There's been a bunch of images floating around of Bloodborne 2 that are yeah, quickly debunked or whatever, but... Um, <laughs> What what do you what are you kind of hoping for? Like, are you are you hoping that they continue Dark Souls or Bloodborne or anything like that? Um, I wouldn't mind more Bloodborne stuff, or even if it's a new IP, but stylized like fighting wise as like um, Bloodborne. Like, I'm, I know you've you've been the saying you want like the cowboy souls type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think that would be. <laughs> I repeat myself would, a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's cool. I think a lot of us are like that's. That's a good idea. That would be cool. Um, one of the things I've seen um, that kind of got my attention, but I have no idea how it would work. I think one night I was having one of those where I couldn't sleep, so I was Netflix binging. And uh, there's this anime called Harlock the Space Pirate. Okay. And then another one called, I think it's pronounced Nats, G-N-A-N-T-Z or something like that. Okay. Um, but it was interesting because it's like this space pirate, and a lot of it just had that like, Bloodborne vibe, like the way the guy was dressed as a pirate looked like something you would wear in Bloodborne. And then he had this like crazy, like gun sword type of thing. And I'm like, holy crap, that's freaking <laughs> Bloodborne, the gun sword. Um, uh, and then with, um, as as far as like aesthetic, I like the way the, the movie, but no, nothing else about that movie was like Bloodborne other than the cool like Soulsborne sets and stuff like that. But then this Nats game or Nats um uh movie is kind of like this weird where um I don't even know how to explain it. It's so such a Japanese like anime thing. But it's like this black orb that sends out people like people die, but then it brings you back to life. And you're set in this like outfit or whatever and you have to go out and fight monsters and demons. And depending on how you fight them, kill them, you come back. And you can upgrade, depending on how many points you won killing these people or monsters. You can upgrade your weapons, um, different stuff like that. And then also you can bring other people that have died back to life if you get a certain amount. And so watching that, like, it felt very much like Bloodborne 2 as far as, like, going out and fighting these monsters. And, like, I think they were in, um, not Tokyo, but one of the other big Japanese cities. And I'm like, man, if there's a way to marry, because it, if it, watching it, it felt like the whole, you know, um, bloodborne, like you die, you wake up again, um, mm-hmm. you're killing monsters. And even though this is more of like the Victorian setting, I'm like, could they do a modern day souls type of thing? Like set in maybe a modern city or something like that. I don't know, but, um, that's, I guess for their aesthetic, but I, I think a cool new, like, IP would be cool. Um, the one thing I would like is if they like reward you for more aggressive fighting. Like I have yeah. no idea how they would work that, but I really love the aggressive fighting in it. And so like to have like more aggressiveness would be cool, but I don't know how they would 
balance like if that you got with, more blood echoes for killing a monster and like within yeah, a certain or time some, from the something first like hit, right? cool or like yeah will be cool like it like what was it like those beast pellets i remember when they had mm-hmm. those i'm like oh like cool like you know talking about like your inner beast and stuff but nothing nothing changes about your character like that would be cool if or even as a consequence the more beastly you act the more um maybe more your health decreases and the more stronger you get or the more beast-like yeah. and you can do all kinds of stuff but it you know kind of like oh now you're a victim of bloodlust like gascoigne was so now you're hurting people you shouldn't be hurting or i don't know some kind of consequence aggression thing would be kind of cool but i have no idea how you would do that well, like, like, they've um they, they've played with it a little bit i'm trying to remember um I'm trying to remember what it was, but there was something. I know in Bloodborne you have to wear like a certain outfit to yeah, talk to <laughs> one of the one of the characters. So like having the opposite of that, right? Like if you have like if your um, beast meter to, for lack of a better term, was yeah. high. Like to, if you if a uh, one of the one of the NPCs would immediately go hostile on you because they you know they can't stand the look of you or something. Um, yeah, that would be that, that would be, be really 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 interesting. People got really mad because um, when Bloodborne came out, I think E and B said something like like there was or like kind of hinted that there was something that people hadn't really discovered regarding like the the beast meter or whatever so people like spent a lot of time digging through it and of course there's nothing really there yeah it wasn't till the dlc came out that we got the the rune that would actually turn you into like a full werewolf person so Mm -hmm. but people got like really mad and i think that's why that dude like stopped making games or guides for souls games (laughs) because he hated (laughs) the internet presence so bad so wow yeah, it's terrible. That's crazy. Well, Jake, thank you very much for guesting on the show, man. Like, this yeah. has been a long time coming. We've been we've been friends on the internet for a while, so it was, it was really yeah. nice to <laughs> sit down and chat about some Souls games. I, and also, thank you for getting up so damn early. Like, I know it's super early your time, so <laughs> No, that's not a problem, man. I'm, like I told you, I was used to it, so... And then, uh, yeah, I just, I've been wanting to be on your show for a while, and um, this is an honor for me. I, I felt like, I'm like, oh, man, I get to talk about my music and talk about games and... I, I think I told you, I'm like, oh, man, this was like going on Conan or something like that. Like, this is <laughs> like a big deal for all. me. <laughs> well, it's, it's the Dark Souls Conan. You're, yeah. Okay, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> I still feel like that's like Bonfire Side Chatter Twin Humanities, though. Like, I feel like the... Uh, the 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 third brother in that in that trilogy. I know there's a more Dark Souls podcast than that, but yeah, <laughs> um, I think there's only two more, and neither of them are. Anyway, it does not matter. <laughs> t- not. Tell everyone, uh, tell everyone where they can find you on the internet, should they choose to do so. Cool, cool. Yeah, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Jake underscore Lionheart. Um, yeah, tweet. I don't know if you're gonna like my tweets. Most of the time, I just retweet Overwatch fan art because it's beautiful. Um, but I sometimes tweet funny stuff and mm-hmm. I don't know, follow at your <laughs> discretion, I guess. But if you want to talk to me, I, <laughs> I definitely respond. So, um, uh, if you just want to hit me up about music or questions and stuff like that, yeah, hit me up there. Um, if you want to get this, um, Bloodborne album, it's coming out today, Wednesday, the 7th. Um, mm-hmm. I specifically saved it for, um, this podcast. I think it's been done for like maybe like a week or two, but, um, uh, don't give up skeleton is a big part of my listening at work thing. So I thought it'd be cool to save it for today. Um, it's absolutely free. Um, it's on Bandcamp, So if you go to Jake, um, lionheart.bandcamp.com, it's going to be the first thing you see. Um, it's absolutely free. You cannot give me money for it. Um, mostly because, um, the artists that did the, the art on it, um, said I could use all their art for free. Um, as long as I don't make money off of it. So, okay. Well, um, that works. 
So I use the crap out of their art because <laughs> it's really great. Blood. So yeah, if you download it, um, you'll you'll get that. You'll get like a back cover with all the song titles on it. And then I've been um, leading up to today, I've been tweeting uh, different of their pictures with uh, my lyrics on it. So those mm-hmm. are all on there too. If you want to have those for I don't know your cell phone or whatever you want to do, they're just it's really beautiful art. Like you should. Yeah, yeah, I can I can attest to that. It it's it's really cool. I can also say. Uh, we're obviously recording this before Wednesday the seventh, and the album's out. But I've had an early copy for a while, and like I talked about in the show, it's extremely good. So if you've liked what you've heard during this episode, because I'm committing to put a bunch of music in here because <laughs> I like to do that kind of stuff. But if you've like if you like that, definitely go check it out because it's it's really good. And go check out all his other stuff too. Like if you're even casually interested in Overwatch, like I am, like you'll, you'll get a kick out of those videos, even though yeah. I do not care about Overwatch lore at all. <laughs> so yeah, and so all of that stuff is on there for free. Um, the the Dark Souls one is I I bumped it up so that way it's right underneath the Bloodborne so if you want to pick that up too, um, some of them do say like pay if you want please you don't mm-hmm. have to give me anything um, that's only that way because um, I guess if I want to move up the charts on Bandcamp even if you put in zero it counts as a purchase so uh, gotcha the way they, I, they do their metrics okay yeah so um, with the Bloodborne one though I don't want anybody to give me money so that one's just free it's like so you can't even you can't even like oh, I'm gonna give them money anyway. No, you can't do that. You have to just get it for free. And I even made an incentive that there's two bonus tracks. There's a Ludwig track and an Ibritas track that you can only get if you download it. Otherwise, you only get 14 songs instead of 16. Okay. Um, so there's that. Um, so that's Bandcamp. Um, if you want to watch videos, I'm also gonna have um, a one hour or it's like 49 minutes of the first 14 tracks on YouTube. So if like you're on your Android or iPhone and Bandcamp is being wiggy. You can just go to my uh, YouTube channel, El Cheapo Ga- or YouTube.com, El Cheapo Games, and it'll be the first video there um, today, once or starting Wednesday. And um, it's kind of like a long play of uh, the album, and I actually um, took clips from the game. So when I'm talking about um, the contract at the beginning, you're in the Yosefka's clinic. Um, when I talk about um, uh, Gascoigne, we're in the graveyard. So all of that, kind of a little bit more visual, just to in case you want visuals as you're listening to it. Or if you're cleaning the house and you have your PlayStation on, you want to throw on YouTube, <laughs> it's on there too. Um, let me think what else I have. I got YouTube, Bandcamp, <laughs> Twitter. If you want to listen to my podcast with a... Oh Which yeah, we, yeah. Don't forget. We, we wouldn't even have a podcast if it wasn't for "Don't Give Up Skeleton" because we all met through this podcast. Um, it's me, it's uh, Nikki at Lost Panda, and it's Kay at Humanity Upgrade. We've all been guests. We become friends through the show, and uh, we decided to make uh, the Salt Report, where we just get together and just get salty about video games, and uh, they do cosplay, so we talk about that. Comic cons, um, just salty nerd stuff. It's really good. That's at. Uh, thesaltreport.fireside.fm or we're on iTunes as The Salt Report and um, I guess oh I didn't pull this up so, sorry there's one more thing um, I guess you can edit this out I don't, know. I don't edit anything in this podcast oh no so you're gonna listen to me type <laughs> up what I'm looking because I just thought of this right now and I didn't put it in my notes the Salt Report oh, no. is 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 a very good listen, by the way. If you got, if you liked Kay when she was on this podcast, if you liked Nikki when she was on this podcast, and obviously if you like Jake on this podcast, you, you will probably like the Salt Report. Like it's just it's just people 
kind of airing their grievances against games, but not in a way that's like <laughs> shitty. Like they don't yell at people. Um, but well, sometimes they yell. Sometimes there's yelling. But yeah, it's not. It's not like an angry video game nerd YouTube <laughs> video. It's not that at all. It's it's just cool people talking about some stuff yeah. that bothers them. Yeah, and you, if you listen to uh, this week's, I talk about because I didn't really get to play video games because uh, I was moving. But I talk about a thug cat on my new block. So okay. if you want to know about a thug cat terrorizing my dogs, um, I think it's pretty funny because um, it has like that gang tattoo, the the teardrop on its little fur, and nice. then it nice. wears Pendletons and like Cholo stuff. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure this this cat's way more thug than I am. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, the thing I wanted to look up, um, I, I know a couple people are probably going to ask me like, oh, we want to like maybe help, you know, support stuff or mm-hmm. help me get diapers because I have a six month year old. <laughs> um, so I, there's this thing called coffee.com. So it's K O dash F I.com. And you do forward slash Jake Linehart. You guys can uh, buy me a coffee. So if you really like the Bloodborne album and I guess you want to support me to make more music like this. If you go to uh, yeah, ko-fi.com forward slash Jake Lionheart, you guys can send me money, like three bucks to buy a coffee. It only lets you donate up to $3. So um, you can keep me caffeinated to write more nerd raps because um, I do have two more projects that I want to get done before the end of the year. And uh, caffeine helps. So Caffeine definitely, definitely yeah. helps. <laughs> so, yep, those are all my links. Cool. Well, thanks again for guesting, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you again, man. This is this is awesome. I'm actually nervous coming into this. I'm like, oh no, we'll be on Jeremy's show. <laughs> As always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast at don'tgiveupskeleton.com. There you will find links to all of the social media sites that the that this podcast has, including our Instagram, Don't Give Up Skellies, where I put um, short clips of every podcast on the day they came up so you can get a quick preview of what you're getting into. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I also thank you for the people that are continually leaving iTunes reviews. That's really nice, and I really appreciate it. It helps grow the show in weird iTunes metrics ways. So if you can, if you have some time and you can do that, it bumps me up on the charts, which means more people can listen, which means I can get more cool guests like Jake or the, all of the other cool guests that have been on. This would be like episode like 900 or something. I have no idea where I am now. But uh, yes, <laughs> thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Remember, don't give up skeleton. I should have said, don't give up Skeleton at the end. I didn't think about that. The hunter's dream, my head back to central Yarnum in front of a sick man's home. It's where I start from a travel and I make my way back through the city, keeping my axe and blunderbuss close to me. Head towards the bridge, and it's guarded by a troll. Not to mention four more of those monstrous crows. As I proceed, I hear an ear piercing scream similar to the one I heard when I entered the dream. To my surprise, a beast smashes itself in front of me, a terrifying giant horn monster. A new kind of ugly It charges quickly Closing the gap Between us both His razor sharp claws Rips away my hunter's cloak I launch a Molotov It bursts flames on its chest And it roars in agony I see the fire scorch his flesh I advance on his right And I slash at his heel I make it angry So I continue to swing my steel It hits me with a backhand Sets me flying across the bridge Before it can strike again I shoot sensing my blood tinge Things at night.
Superman's hiding shadows is true And the ones that you hunt sometimes hunt you Things and nightmares hiding shadows is true And the ones that you hunt sometimes hunt you As the battle continues, it almost feels endless As much as I harm the beast, it remains relentless There's a craze of madness in its eyes, it's very clear But I'm too exhausted to feel any fear At the end of my wits, I've used all my blood vials And with one more swing, I stand there in denial The creature's chest bursts, blood rains down like water It falls dead, and my prey has been slaughtered Hiding shadows is true, and the ones that you hunt sometimes hunt you. Things and nightmares hiding shadows is true. They hide in shadows is true. Things and nightmares hiding shadows is true, and the ones that you hunt sometimes hunt you. The things and nightmares hiding shadows is true, and the ones that you hunt sometimes hunt you.